Hello, and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 15. I don't, that feels like a big one to me. I don't really know why. Um, 110 and 15, as our youngest would say. Yes. Yes, it is. Or 110 and 5 ones, I suppose. See, I, I do it wrong. <laughs> episode 15 is about type 2 fun. So uh, we hope you'll uh, stick through it and uh, you'll be glad you did, even if it wasn't that fun along the way. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be a, a real slog. So <laughs> hang in there, everyone. It's going to be painful. <laughs> you honestly might want to switch to that other fun, like actually fun podcast that oh, you listen sh- to every sh- Sunday. Uh, and then come back to this one when you're ready for like that like yeah like uh, workout that like soul searching introspection no we've just got a lot of fun stories (laughs) about dumb shit we've done that we can classify as type 2 fun to make it sound more sane (laughs) (laughs) that's my theory is that the whole that's my theory about type 2 fun oh that's where it comes from everyone who says they like type 2 fun okay but okay okay okay, first we gotta back up what are we drinking clay thank you jamie we're drinking terror. <laughs> An oak-aged imperial stout mm-hmm. from Winterlong Brewing in Whitehorse, Yukon Territory. Yeah. This one's the rye one too, right? Or is that the different Oh, one? I th- might be in rye barrels. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, it is amazingly delicious. Absolutely delicious. This... We cracked one open to split between the two of us because yeah, it's, it's a, it's a whole pint strong. and it's real strong. Yeah. Also, oh, we are uh, reducing the beer intake for health benefits, is such as sleeping when it's still light out, and <laughs> money benefits too. <laughs> but yeah, expensive. it is. Wow, actually, this whole brewery. I mean, it was yeah, basically, it was really good. So, not to jump right into where have we? No, been. yeah, it's a, it's not just a where we are; it's where we've been on this on this leg of the trip because right. we're all over the place. But this brewery was right across from the RV park we slowed down for a few days at. Yeah, in Whitehorse. Yeah, well, outside of Whitehorse. Whitehorse, really. for those who you know don't study the geography of northern Canada and you know the Alcan and everything, mm-hmm. is um in the Yukon, and it's kind of a hub of activity on this kind of southern portion of the Yukon. A lot, a lot of, of like, roads meet up there. Yeah, like come if you can come up from Skagway to there, you can come. It's where you turn north to go up to where we are now, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of continue on into Alaska if you continue west. So it's kind of a big hub. And yeah, by and big, not, I mean it's not huge. But. It's not that far past where the Cassier kind of meets up with the right. Alcan too. Right. So we weren't very far from it last Sunday when we came to you from a, a government campground. Um, Teslin Lake. Yeah. That yeah was long. That's where we were. Yeah. That was also in the Yukon, but. Yes. Yeah. Just barely. Just barely. Yeah. It was right after we got on the Alcan there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there are a few breweries in Whitehorse. It's actually like a decent sized town. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very a nice place to spend some time, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, we only went to this one. Yeah. It was right across the street from our. RV park where we were staying. So we stayed in RV park for a few nights to mostly do laundry. <laughs> a really good laundromat. <laughs> and washed the rig. We washed the rig. They had a car wash. Which was really nice. Yeah, they it had, had a, fuel pumps right there. It was great. It was a one-stop shop. <laughs> Highly recommend. There's There are like six RV parks in Whitehorse. Pioneer was great. It was like $35 US a night. It was yeah. It was 
clean. It, the sites are tiny, but that's just what you're getting. And it is well, okay. So the hookups were we, we had, had amp. Sorry, the site we had mm. was tiny. Yeah, there are some bigger. They're big rig friendly ones, but they're they're very close to each other. But I'm talking about oh the woods ones, the better sites mm-hmm. that we didn't have. Those because are just we water and electric. Try and have Starlink. Yeah, so if we weren't trying to get Starlink and uh, full hookups, the, and the woods sites were really nice. Yeah, so there's like a whole back lake up mm. on a hill. It's almost like a section. state park kind of thing. It's like a, a, a real campground. Yeah, <laughs> we were down in the RV park section, which worked perfect for what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we. And we did a hike in Whitehorse, which was really nice at Miles Canyon. There are lots of hikes around there to choose from. A lot of this trip so far, we had been in places, especially on the Cassier, where um, at least on all trails and things like that, there's just not like hikes listed like or developed. There, I'm sure there are places you can go hike. You just have to know the right you have person. To, like, know things, <laughs> and it's not like here's the trailhead for X hike. Uh, so we hadn't really hiked in a while and it felt really nice. There were a couple like provincial parks with yeah. some hikes in them out mm-hmm. by Stewart. Right? Stewart, yeah. yeah. Out by, uh, I think the Bear Glacier Provincial Park there probably mm-hmm. had some hikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, a lot of our trek northward uh, did not include hikes. Yeah. we were, And we were sorely missing that. Like really, really needed to get out for a hike. Mm-hmm. So. But we've gotten a couple in. Yeah. Well... Would you count Five Finger Rapids? It was pretty small. Okay, it was short, but it was still like... Steep. <laughs> yeah, we, so that was after we left Whitehorse. Mm-hmm. We turned northward. On the Klondike. Yep. So because, you know, we can't just take, take the easy route. Oh, God, no. Mm-mm, no. Because <laughs> we like... Type 2 fun. Type 2 fun or, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Right? <laughs> we, the boulders we are, have to find... The challenging route to go into yeah. Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember where we got this idea. To do Top of the World? Mm-hmm. I think I first saw it on uh, Les Junkmore Journey's videos about Alaska when they were towing their Airstream up to Alaska. I've watched. So both Les Junkmore Journey and KYD, Keep Your Day Dream, YouTubers, YouTube families, went to Alaska in 2018. And I didn't even freaking know what an rv was in 2018 but i went back <laughs> and watched these seasons mm-hmm. probably four times <laughs> i would and then before we ever even really thought about going to alaska i just was like obsessed with the idea of it like we talked about it but like before we like knew it was going to be a thing we would do in the near term i think it was like it was always one of those like oh we're gonna do that like someday before we get off the road yeah yeah like after we hit the road full time, we said, yeah, that. like yeah. that'll be the capstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole other year of travel plan now, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where we wind up. <laughs> but, but I, I think it was like kind of this huge thing that was out there, and we're like, oh, we're gonna go to Alaska. We're gonna go to Alaska. And so I watched these seasons, which are very well done. If you're looking for Alaska inspiration, or honestly, just like some really high quality like YouTube. Uh, the, oh, I enjoy watching those mm-hmm. a lot more than some of the more recent videos from both of those. I, I, I well, we don't need to like critique people's. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But it's just like yeah, the day I like the were daily earlier, vlog so like, stories from from the style that yeah. uh, Nate and Marissa did on on and the LJMJ ones, and then like it was different production value than than oh the my newer god, videos. KYD's production value. 
totally. But like even on those is really it good just, and their recent stuff is like amazing. It was just so fun to see like what they did and yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it Yeah, it's fun to watch. Inspired us to it, want to come up here. It's totally yeah. And so anyway, Nate and Marissa towed their airstream up on top of the world highway, which is where we'll head to tomorrow from where we are now, which is in Dawson City, which we can talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is like there's two ways by land to get into like Maine Alaska, main part of Alaska. Yeah, not Maine. Alaska. <laughs> yes. The main big chunk of Alaska. And the northern route is into um, the top of the world there. And it's called, and like into a town, close to a town called Chicken. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are, that's kind of the, the northern route. And the southern route kind of takes you in by Toke. And we're, we're going to end up in Toke because like you have to go through Toke basically to get to Fairbanks. It's not... Like all roads kind of lead through there. There's not that many roads in Alaska. All roads lead to Toke. There's not that many roads in Alaska, but or, or in this part of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are kind of doing that because it's supposed to be beautiful. Um, so it's a gravel road, more or less, on the on our mountain ridge. <laughs> I see no problem with this. And some steep inclines. Listen, like tour buses do it. People with big class A's do it. We're not going to have any problems like safety wise or anything. I'm not worried about that. I, I am a slightly concerned after the gravel breaks on the Klondike coming up here. So there were sections of the road that we just drove to get here. Where here is, is Dawson City. Yeah, we're at the Yukon, Gov- Yukon River government campground across the river from Dawson City. So Great campground, by the way. Between... That five finger rapid stop that we didn't talk about the awesome hike we did oh, down yeah. a huge stairway. Yeah. Um <laughs> It was beautiful. We were we forgot the bear spray though, so we were a little terrified the entire time. Right. Yeah. You kind of We were already on down edge. the stairs when we realized. <laughs> yeah, you get all the way down there and you're like, oh crap. It's a lot of stairs, spray. guys. Like a lot. Yeah. It's I don't know how many feet of elevation, but anyway, a lot. it's a it's lot. It's like down the down a huge hill down to the river. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got down there. We're kind of, you know, like watching over our shoulders, looking for any sign of grizzly. <laughs> yeah, I like, didn't see anything. There was nothing. No scat, nothing. No footprints. Nothing. But, you know, I mean, you, you want to be prepared. This is bear country. Right. But, yeah, so, I mean, we trekked all the way down those stairs. And said, okay, on the way back up, we're going to read the plaques. Yeah. <laughs> because... <laughs> We needed some time to stop and breathe. Yeah, exactly. So we get all the way down there, looking over our shoulders, and then it starts going back up the trail. <laughs> we're like, well, I thought we were going down to the river. And like, I thought this thing was like four kilometers round trip. Yeah, it was like not. It was it not It said two kilometers. I but think that, that must have been round trip, trip, and it wasn't even that. Mm-mm. It was maybe a mile. So it went up, but it went up for like a minute to this other platform, like mm-hmm. deck, like an observation deck that you could look more closely at the rapids and they had more information about it. It was a really, really, it was really beautiful, beautiful It was such a great walk. stop on the, and there's tons of RV parking. So the reason we stopped there for the night, we were mm-hmm. kind of thinking maybe a government campground, maybe something, you know, along those lines, something cheaper free and somewhere where we could get in and out of easy. And we had gone, we had wanted to go to, there's a town called Carmax that's kind of like partway up the Klondike and we're like, mm-hmm gotten going kind of late because we were we'd stopped for groceries and stuff like well maybe we'll stop there and all of their pull-offs anywhere within the vicinity of carmax were like no parking no parking no parking 11 p.m to 7 a.m yeah and the and campgrounds looked 
looked um well a just little, not our speed yeah they were i'm sure they were fine but there was only a couple of them and they looked pretty full and also expensive and so we're like uh, i guess we'll keep going <laughs> and so we got up to near uh i don't know just somewhere north of carmax and then we, this was uh, one of the first like kind of rest areas we came up to as a recreation area had a ton of parking and there were four gigantic classes mm-hmm. parked there in the, in their caravan and they obviously set up for the night they had a couple of them had slides out one of them had their starlink up so we're like okay this must be fine they're not gonna kick six rigs out and there was a van there too so i guess seven yep <laughs> like, we'll mm-hmm. be fine and there were no signs that said we couldn't stay which nope. usually we always look signs. out for those yeah yep. usually there are signs that you can't stay if you can't stay so mm-hmm. it was totally fine and a great way to start the morning the next day and then i got to drive <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing, um, since we've been driving so far and so often, uh, we've been doing a lot more switching off drivers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. So, you know, in in kind of our regular travel cadence, usually, and I think this has changed a bit with the Airstream, because there's so little to do inside in the Airstream getting ready Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. I would get ready inside, and Clay would get ready outside, and then we'd hitch up together, and then I'd go, you know, finish up whatever needs to be finished up, and then we'd get in, and he would always drive. But, um, and that was kind of the default. And mm-hmm. and even though I had driven the Airstream a bit before we got up here, it was still kind of the default that you would drive because you like driving probably a little bit more than I do. Yeah, I definitely and, do. And I'm like, we're just kind of good at our roles. Like I'm good at being navigator, I think, and like guide guider <laughs> for yeah, backing in and stuff like that. You've practiced at it. Yeah, that's kind of the role I've always kind of done. And, and you've always kind of been the main driver. And so it's it's worked well but with the sheer amount of driving we've been doing and the miles we've been putting in it really makes sense to switch off it's been really nice to be to switch roles yeah i got Um, to drive our rig on a ferry yesterday yeah well wait hold on we need to back it up (laughs) because between here Mm, and five finger rapids it was a whole thing okay so we have taken This is our third camper. Yeah. And we've driven into lots of places on forest roads. Yeah, we've like boondocked a fair amount, right? Mm -hmm. Gravel desert highways, you know, Mm -hmm. roads in Baja, off-road in Baja. (laughs) 20 fucking miles of washboard in the Mojave. Well, okay, so. That was with the Mantis. That was with the Mantis. And I would say this didn't, this didn't quite meet that standard. No. But it was close. It was the closest we've so, done since then. <laughs> driving on some of these roads, especially the further north you go, you run into what they call gravel brakes. And from what we can tell, it's like they bust out sections of the road to fix them because the, the where it is paved is you're constantly dodging potholes. Mm-hmm. And like po- like wreck your axles potholes. And so... But it's not... This is not like a Midwest road repaving project where no. they'll like rip up one side of the road and move everyone over to the other side of the road. No, because it's a two-lane narrow road. Yeah, but it's not even like that where they do, like, they pave one side quickly, you know, like, sort yeah. of Yeah, maybe they don't repave these parts. Maybe it's just gravel. I don't know. Maybe. But, but they were, these were labeled construction sections. So, they were. Mm-hmm. And there was one part with a pilot car, and that part was actually kind of okay but the the worst part was this very long section of very, and we'd gotten some rain, so I think mm-hmm. that made it worse. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very washboarded road. And it was like terribly awful because it was like 
very washboarded, but somehow had a bunch of loose gravel on top of it still. Yeah. And so I was having the hardest time finding a good line where I wasn't like getting thrown weird mm-hmm. and all, from the gravel. And also like the sound inside of our truck was just, it was like being on a school bus going over a, a bumpy road. Like That's the sound. It was like... <laughs> Yeah, it was just constant. And the whole time, I'm just like, what is happening to our Airstream? Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, oh, we don't want to be doing this. This, this is, is not terrible. Good. Terrible. And we, um, so we got to the first rest area. You're after like, that. what do I do? What am I doing wrong? I'm How like, do I do this? It's not you. It's like the road. All you can do is go forward. I was just crawling, just crawling. And it, it, I think that just that the few sections there were just especially washed out. Mm-hmm. And because we've driven on gravel and it's been fine. <laughs> oh so, yeah, of course. No, it's not. It's not because it was gravel. Yeah, and so we get to the rest area right after that because we're like, I gotta check inside the rig and make sure there's nothing like completely bad. And the only thing that was really bad was that the microwave had slid out and slid back into its encasement. Yeah, a little piece of trim had fallen off. I had to yeah, hammer like, back on. Nothing. But... Not even we had worse in tech in Tecolote and in Mexico. Yeah, definitely. So I think it was better than I expected it to be. I think those big, huge potholes, if you hit them, especially on one side, uh, do a lot more damage. So anyway, not that we didn't hit some potholes because we hit some fucking potholes. But you did a really good job mostly avoiding potholes. Well, or going very, very slow through them. Yeah. Uh, it was it was <laughs> the most intense driving I think I've ever done. Because I was like, I'm not wrecking my airstream. I'm not popping a tire. We're getting out of here safely. Oh, I so. mean, there are lots of different challenging drives that we do. Yeah. Both with and without the rig. Yeah. I think of like taking the dually down to Hetch Hetchy at Yosemite. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That, that was, was interesting in its own that way. That was cool. But yeah, <laughs> we take our dually places. People probably don't want to take duallys a lot of times. Um, yeah, the places that we shouldn't have. Like, um, well, it's not—it's not just a dually; it's that, a long bed dually. So yeah. it's like it's just a massive vehicle. And sorry if you don't know what a dually. It's like a one the of the fat butt trucks. Stupidly, it looks awful. Stupid it's huge diesel trucks that has two wheels on each side on the rear axle. Yeah, and that—that's because then you have like a lot of payload. We got so it. So much payload. We got it when we had our fifth wheel, uh, which was a lot heavier than the Airstream. Mm-hmm. And, but we like it so much, we decided not to get a smaller truck. Yeah, we, I mean, and also it's just not like it doing, wouldn't be that, much doing that trade was not cost effective anyway. No, because no, when we bought it, well, basically it's worth what we bought it for. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess we have some equity in it, which is funny to say about sure, our vehicle. Sure. But at any rate, it's, it's, a, it's a big old truck. And so we got through that section and we were like oh god okay clay fixed the microwave no big deal everything's fine then we hit like three or four more gravel breaks but they were not that bad at none all none of them were nearly as bad no as the there was like one. one really really washboarded section that was just like a bridge and it was fine so most of the time up here they do a pretty good job of like flagging where it's really bad and so you can slow down in pretty good amount of time to hit things slower yeah um, i mean our the majority of our experience has been like Oh, like the roads people talk bad. about how how bad these roads are. I they think must they just never remember have, these like specific sections. They must never have driven in Illinois, but now it's like, oh no, this is oh, bad. Okay, like I get it now. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad up here. So we'll see how top of the world is tomorrow. We'll give you an update next week. Um, I think it's going to be 
like the other gravel breaks that we hit. Like with a little bit of washboard thrown in, but not not like what we were in before. Yeah, I sure hope so. Because otherwise we're going to be brawling. I think with a bus, it's almost easier than a truck and trailer. People do it with big fifth wheels that are not nearly as set up for like absorbing that kind of stuff as Mm -hmm. this rig. Mm -hmm. So the Airstream does a decent job, right? It's got shocks and torsion axles. It doesn't, I mean, this is mechanical nerd shit <laughs> but like a t- standard trailer has leaf springs and like if it's a dual axle it'll have like equalizers and stuff and like there's some things you can do to that to like kind of beef it up but like that's a really consistent point of failures like the springs or the spring hangers and things like that yeah um Those airstream doesn't not have that it has super durable it has these torsion axles like what we had on the mantis and has shocks to help absorb some mm-hmm. of the movement so it's a little bit we were like back and forth should we take the airstream on the top of the world should we not should we take it should we not and i was reading some his like some things and like reading some airstream forms and stuff and so they take the airstream caravans over there it's fine Mm -hmm. like now that you're not gonna shake some things loose but like it's not gonna wreck your rig supposedly it's worth it uh the view we so we have some friends that like have been over it recently and they said the views were just out of this world the road's fine the road after the top of the world's actually worse. So yeah, Once we're we trying to we're trying to time it so that we have good weather for it. Yeah, so we stayed two nights here in Dawson City, which I guess we still need to talk about. And we were going very long for our first segment. We have a lot to talk about. We've There's been a doing lot. a lot. We've been doing a ton. Uh, so we are in Dawson City, which is this old gold rush town um, with a really fascinating history, and it's been very well maintained. It's uh, partially like a lot of the city is partially owned by Parks Canada, so mm-hmm. like their national park system. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these tours and things you can do through Parks Canada. The people wear period dress. It's like a thing. It's got all these boardwalk sidewalks. It's 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 cute. It's very mm-hmm. cute. It feels a little bit like a cruise ship town that's like not on a port. It's not on a cruise port, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but to get across to where we're staying into the top of the world highway, it's uh, you have to take a river ferry, and it's it's a fun trip. It's like. They, they give, I'm surprised they put both of our campers on, but like sometimes RVs are, I've heard that they have to wait hours and hours to get on because they don't take RVs first. They're kind of like low priority and it's not a big ferry. Mm-hmm. It's like a little river barge and just, <laughs> but I, I had to drive our, because I was driving yesterday. I was the one that drove the Airstream onto the ferry and it's very tight, very, very tight. And it was a little bit nerve wracking, but it was fine. They did a good job guiding me. It was all right, yeah. No one made me feel terrible about being bad at it, so. You weren't bad at it. It was all right. I did okay. did, you did all right. Good. We were on there. We made it across. You didn't hit anything. I didn't bottom out getting off the ferry. Not at all. I worry about some of those big rigs that were getting on. Holy moly. Yeah, they, um, they handled it. It was fine. Uh, And so we. There's a lot of campers that go across yeah, on this so tiny little many, ferry. So many, so many, so many. And like sometimes only like one can fit because they're huge, you know? Mm-hmm. So at least uh, we and our friends could fit at the same time because we don't have giant, giant rigs. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very busy when we came up. So that was really nice. We only had to wait like one. It's like a six-minute ferry ride too. So no big deal. Yeah, super short. And then what's great is the campground we're at is this great like government campground, which is basically like a state park. Mm-hmm. It's all first come, first serve. It's like right on the river. We have like a little babbling brook behind our site. We're in the forest. It's fantastic. We have cell signal. It's like amazing. We're like <laughs> way up here. Yeah, I'm going to work from here tomorrow. Really good cell signal. And we can um, walk from the campground to the ferry and just walk. And then you can walk on the ferry like super easy mm-hmm. and just walk on, go across. It runs 24 hours a day constantly. 
then you just walk on the ferry, be over in downtown Dawson City, and then come right back. And uh, what we did in Dawson City was we went out to breakfast at River West Bistro, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then we walked around a little bit, saw some things, and then came back for a little rest. And then three of us went in to go to a tour of the Grand Palace Grand Theater, which was nice. Yeah, it was... Um, Put on by Parks Canada. Mm-hmm. It was a park-led tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met up with Jason and Abby and their kids. Yeah. And um, us and our youngest went, and our, our oldest uh, stayed back in the, at the rig time. and had... <laughs> yep. Had a good time. Yeah, so it was a, it was a cool... It was a full Tour though, like yeah. I, I'm glad I, we stayed the extra night so we could do that stuff. I'm totally glad we did. Yeah, it's it's a cute little town. It's worth a stop for mm-hmm. sure if you're thinking about it. Uh, Dustin City is definitely worth a night or two, and there's an RV park like right in town too if you want to do that, and then you can walk around. So yeah, I mean we've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, we're leaving Canada soon. I'm a little sad. I know. Tomorrow we're hitting the top of the world. Oh, and you were trying that's to say take us. <laughs> It's going to take us over into Alaska. It is. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah. Or, you know, maybe kind of type two fun. Whatever that is. Should we read the letter? Go for it. Read the letter. Dear friend, today I want to talk about type two fun. You know, the kind of fun that isn't fun in the moment, but it's fun when you look back on it. Like the, we almost died, but we're okay. Wasn't that a great story kind of fun? Some people seem hardwired for this type of fun. I am one of them. This leads to things like running marathons, going on hard hikes, paddling around Lake Superior in a windstorm. You get the idea. Do you think people are actually hardwired this way or is it born out of some kind of trauma? Maybe it's both. I think you have to have at least a little of this in you to enjoy the RV lifestyle or many other outdoor endeavors. Often the getting there, the setting up, the dealing with your own literal shit, that part isn't glamorous or fun, but you do it for the payoff. You do it for the secluded, beautiful places, the gorgeous campsites that look like something from that van lifer's Instagram that you follow. The work that goes into all of it, the decision fatigue, the pain of paying for another fix on your rig, Those things don't make the awesome content, really. And they aren't the highlights. Or they are, but not for the reasons that you think. There's a sense of accomplishment that comes from overcoming something hard. From tackling something as a team and not getting mad or frustrated with one another. The thing at the end is so good because it was so hard. One time, in our early road life days, we awoke in a Walmart parking lot, as one does, to find that one of our tires had extremely uneven wear and looked in bad shape. I was worried we needed major axle work and we needed it checked out before we drove much farther. We changed the tire in an AutoZone parking lot and had a mobile RV tech come look at the bearings. Then we dropped it off at a Les Schwab tire shop and had them assess the axle, repack the bearings, and make sure everything was fine. We spent the day checking out parks and restaurants around beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. My only complaint is that the city wasn't particularly dog-friendly. But it was a fine day, and we picked up our rig, good as new, around 4 p.m., and decided to go ahead with our planned drive to West Glacier, Montana. We pulled into a KOA at 11 p.m. and set up in the dark. We were tired but satisfied. When we woke in the morning, we were treated to the most amazing views of the mountains. 
These were all the more satisfying given what we had gone through to get there. It was hard but good. A highlight day in our travel memories. Things don't have to be hard to be fun, but they can be more fun if they are hard. I love rock climbing for this. Bouldering in a gym is 95% falling for me because I'm always trying something harder, even as I improve. I get frustrated and obsessed with a problem, and I probably don't even look like I'm enjoying it. But I come home feeling amazing, even if I just made a little progress. So it isn't just not getting upset about the little setbacks in life. It's enjoying working through them. Even if you aren't hardwired for type 2 fun, I think you can practice this approach. Also, it should be noted that I'm not talking about all things work together for good, placations that get tossed around when truly awful shit happens. That is a whole other thing. I'm talking about working through and laughing at the things we can, where we can, and enjoying the results even more because of the process that got us there. Enjoying the journey, no matter how annoyingly difficult, not just the destination. May we all find some joy in the hard things. See you down the road, Jamie. Jamie, is type two fun a real thing? Well, <laughs> I think it is. So therefore it is in my head. <laughs> this seems to me, okay, so. Okay. So I do actually connect with it on a deep level but when i like step back and try and analyze it yeah it's like made up why are you even calling it fun (laughs) (laughs) it's just like gratifying in a different way but is it really fun oh yeah i think so i think it is why oh god okay what's type two fun type two fun is like the thing that is kind of bad when you're doing it but fun in retrospect okay so like give an example running a marathon Ugh, i would never do that well of course you wouldn't but (laughs) (laughs) i have run a half marathon but like that was enough i honestly would run ultras if my if i didn't have a genetic disorder that means i probably shouldn't uh (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say you probably will anyway i might someday uh, if my bones are still held together, but it, 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 I think it's, um, like the suffering is like part of it. I don't, it's hard to explain. I think if you don't, do you want to suffer? Kind of. Yeah. It's so like, Oh God. Um, it's so like running a marathon or even running a 5k. If you're like running a 5k and trying to get a decent time for you, even if you're like quote slow or whatever, if you're like, I honestly hate 5Ks more for this because... Ugh, it's like the 400 meter in You're track. like pushing yourself to this uncomfortable pace the entire time. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is awful. Mm-hmm. But then you like, you get done and you're like, this is kind of good. I like it. Like, I'm happy I did that. I I, I forgot all, all about why it sucked. <laughs> but yeah, t- so, okay. Yeah. You, you look like you're going to read me a definition. No, I'm okay. not. Um, forget that. Apparently, there's a fun scale, and this is something that the like the climbing community made up at some point or something, hmm. or someone made up it and told like to a climber, shit. and the yeah. climbers were like, "Oh yeah, that's totally it." Mm-hmm. And so there's like type one fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like actual fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's like that's like rude. something. 
It's like something when you're doing it. Easy like, fun. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Like I'm easy so glad fun. we're doing it's this. It's the it's for it's for the easy it's easy it's for the lazy people. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm kidding. It's a joke. My God. That's not a nice joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lazy people. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jamie. Okay, but anyway, type I'm type kidding. one fun is real fun. <laughs> type two fun is like what you're talking about. Like yeah. Something that's like when you're doing it, you're like, oh, why am I doing this? This sucks. Why do I make yeah. myself do this? And then like you get done with it. I would say there's like, like a good portion of most hikes like that. You get done with it and you're like, oh, see, hikes are not usually that way for me. Um, I think especially like family hikes when the kids aren't like feeling it right away. Oh, uh, the kids are such good hikers. They're fantastic hikers. But like, I feel like every time the first half mile to a mile, we're all a little like. I think for a long time that was true. I would. It's a little better. It's I a lot better I would suggest now. that that is in fact not, not the case anymore. over the that's, last. That's probably like, true few months yeah but back when we were first starting hiking mm-hmm. i think it, totally. it was and like but but it was i mean okay they're smaller so it. Mm-hmm. it was harder for them maybe that wasn't type two fun though. that's a little different because like i don't know to me like in type two fun like the suffering is kind of weirdly part of the fun mm-hmm. um so you suffer you suffer okay so is it are you just the suffer masochist? makes the fun better i don't know maybe okay but like, like, why do we like driving up these shitty roads to like get to where we are? <laughs> to go there. <laughs> like, why? Why do we? Why do? Why did we decide to that's like, drive okay. thousands of miles? So in the, that's in the part the, of in a, like a six month span. Yeah, like, that's the part of it that I connect with. Yeah, right? is the like adventure part because of it. I could. Yeah, because yeah. like because it's out there because I can. Like yeah, but like why you have I to try? put something into it that's like a little less than uh, easy, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. but it's really gratifying. I'm not sure I'm willing to say fun, but it's really, really gratifying when you do it. Like when you say, like, like you said in yeah. the letter, like we worked it's together like, and we did something hard and we didn't even get I upset think, with each other. Man, like, for we me, can't always say that, but there's, a, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I yelled yesterday. There is this like adrenaline that comes with those kinds of things right and like Mm -hmm. that's part of the fun right even though it's hard and stressful and maybe dangerous even or Mm -hmm. um like that kind of thing risky Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i that's that's like part of the fun it heightens the fun it's like why do people go skydiving yeah totally yeah i get it like it's like um oh gosh okay so i don't know we've been talking about all these like extreme sports and outdoor activities Mm -hmm. and stuff but like I wonder if there's some connection to it, even for nerds like me, of like playing like back when video games were hard, <laughs> playing like a really tough Super Nintendo game and getting so mad at it because you get like so close to the end of the level, right? And then you die. You have to do it. All and you're like way. yelling at it and yeah, like cursing. But you and, also play it again. And your parent comes in and they're like, "Are you okay? Why are you playing this if you're it doesn't seem if fun. it's upsetting you?" Yeah. Like no, like, no 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 it it's fun it's like really that. fun I just like I, just I like, like lost I didn't, yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't win <laughs> training for running I think is like that it's just like frustrating and exhausting but also really good yeah and when you are like in a marathon to go back to that it's like yeah like a mile like twenty two or whatever I mean I've only run one full you're like questioning your life and your choices <laughs> that got you there you're like what the <laughs> fuck why did I think this is a good idea and and it wasn't. <laughs> 
but it was, you know? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, and I, I think it's like all those things that like, I don't. So what you're saying is when maybe it's that I'm like a little bit dead inside and I need to do these things to feel alive. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we're all a little bit messed up. I don't know. You're lending more credence to my theory, too, that like uh, people's irresponsible behavior going out and drinking too much is type two fun. Oh, God. No, (laughs) that's different because that's like fun fun. And then it has like type three consequences. Yeah. Well, maybe. Oh. What's type three? Not fun. Oh, no. <laughs> type three is not fun. Type three is... It, so this... I've been... This term... I've gotten, I've gotten way out over my skis, and I need to be rescued. This term <laughs> is... The type, type two fun was, like, top of mind for me. Not that I'd not heard it, but, like, it was top of mind for me. Because it got brought up a couple times when I was reading Scott Yurick's book... Uh, North, which is, I mean, I've, I'm a fucking sucker for books about like running and ultras and through hiking. And so mm-hmm. anyway, it's a, it's about his speed attempt going north on the AT, uh, the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, like a fun book. And he talks about like type two fun and being like a big driver of a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And, and like, especially I, I, you know, he talks about in the book, like, Knowing he might or might not get the record, probably wouldn't get it by a lot because of some things that happened. And also like that it was probably likely to be broken like the next season and still doing it. Like still, that is a punishing experience. Like the AT is a punishing experience anyway, right? Because you're just like grinding it out. And there's like amazing things too about it, right? It's beautiful. It's people describe it almost like a religious experience. You build a community. There's all these great things. Mm-hmm. But like to go out and run it and try and set a speed record is like batshit crazy. But also like I think if you're like a type two fun person, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds really cool. I wish I could do that. Yeah, I think that might be some like you hit on a couple things there. Yeah. Number one, the like Also that's... I like that book. It was fun. And his <laughs> his his wife writes in it too and it's good. It's like the two of them were a team. She was her support, his support. That's really cool. I should read that. It makes me like, especially before. Um, put it in your Kindle library with the five other books I put in your Kindle library. <laughs> Absolutely. I need to read this. <laughs> Sounds like some type two fun. <laughs> I have some reading type two fun stories, but keep, keep going. Um, <laughs> the fucking goldfinch. That's not fun. No, see, that's, there was no payoff though. That was kind of a cool That's story. That's the opposite of fun. I think the last no. 200 pages out of 700 were pretty fun. Well, they were whatever. pretty okay. I can't believe it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry if you liked The Goldfinch. I thought I would. I should. I just don't. Uh, we've turned it back to book club anyway, again. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll Enjoy have a whole reading. book club episode sometime. Maybe that'll be a bonus episode or something. We'll go through the 60 books that are currently on my Kindle and tell you my <laughs> thoughts on that. Well, that'll be type two fun to listen to. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Anyway, back to the things I said about yeah. the AT and all that. Right. Yeah. So, okay, you said two things. Like, mm-hmm. number one, you said it seems batshit crazy. Yeah. It, that, there has to be a little bit of, of that. To that's it. one yeah. of the hallmarks of type two fun, I yeah. think. Like, could we drive up this mountain? Sure. Am I going to hike it instead? Yes. Yeah. Like,. <laughs> When we were in, and it's not like a huge mountain or anything. Cadillac Mountain. In, yeah, when in we Acadia, hiked, yeah. when we hiked Cadillac Mountain, we get to the top, and there's tons of people up there. Like, where we were saw, you like, on the trail? Nobody on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> they drove up. 
some would say like a smart person we would say like eh, like it's more fun to do the hike oh man the, the hike. we took the cog railway up to mount washington and halfway up i'm like i wish i was hiking this yeah it's true but the cog railway was, that cool was a in fun its experience own way. too yeah but um I mean, like, anytime I can ride in a steam engine train, I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm a nerd about this, sure. It was cool. It was really cool. Highly recommend. It's really expensive. It's really cool. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Yes, there's an element of Type 2 fun. I think at least someone is going to look at you and be like, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Yeah, or you're making things like unnecessarily mu- difficult for yourself. Yeah, you must be kind of a, like a little yeah. bit off. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, screw loose. <laughs> yeah. And number two, the community part. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, at least for me, and I'm not sure this is the case for everyone, Yeah. like when I'm doing things with my friends and family, Yeah. I'm much more likely to be interested in something that people might consider type two fun, like an adventure. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the part of type two fun I like. And I think I mentioned this. Yeah. It builds like it, like relationships like get very solidified over that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like camaraderie. It's like, Uh it's it's like, like why the climbing gym can be like one of the friendliest places around. Right. Like it's like everyone's trying hard and like cheering for each other. Like you might've met this person two seconds ago and you're like, man, send it, go do it. (laughs) You know? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, if you haven't gone to a bouldering gym yet, I mean, I know it's very much like a fad now, but it doesn't matter. It's still cool. It's, do it. it's definitely do it. And you'll be and, in the, if you do it like regularly, you'll be like playing on a playground. It is. And get in the best shape of your life. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> honestly, it's one of the things I miss most about living on the road uh-huh. is regular access to a climbing gym yeah, like the Proving Ground in Normal, Illinois. I think we've dropped. We've name dropped. Uh, we need to tag TPG them like seventeen and, yeah. times. No, hi Chris. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think you're listening, but if you are, hi. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a really good gym. It really is. It's one of. The, I mean, we've been to a lot, but it's one of many. the many. I've been to so many. But yeah, I mean, okay. So climbing for me is not type two fun. Okay, it's just pure fun. The whole time it's, you're on the wall, you're like, it's yeah. the only workout I've done that is actual fun. Fair enough. But I think there's a little bit of that, like, so to me, the type two fun kicks in when I'm, like, pushing myself to do a move that scares me or mm-hmm. um, practicing something that I'm not naturally good at. Okay. Or okay. when I was trying to work on, like, doing more dynamic movement or, like, climbing on overhangs and, like, fail- falling off of, like, supposedly easy problems for, you know, a month. Like, trying to get better at <laughs> climbing <laughs> certain things. So is type two fun just fun that takes hard work? I think that's I think that's it, and so like maybe that's just you know the quote suffering. I, I, if you watch Keep Your Daydream, which I'm sure there's some people who listen to this who do, if you followed their saga of drive of riding their bikes from like Michigan to Florida, yeah. and their friend that was like, I want to suffer. <laughs> That is what's constantly in my head when I'm thinking about this is like that trip and that phrase. Yeah. Um, Because it's like it's cooking of something ridiculous, like halfway through being like, what the fuck was I thinking? And then at the end being like, that was pretty sweet. That was great. I can't believe we did that. Like, when are we going to do it again? Yeah. And I think like, so we've had drives like that, right? Like you talked about going to Hetch Hetchy. Mm -hmm. Um, We've done some like minor like off-road type trails and stuff where mm-hmm. every once in a while you're like oh did i should i mm-hmm. uh, well i'm here now 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if it kind of makes you question your sanity. Um, Have there been hikes like that? Uh, hmm. Where we were like questioning our sanity. Where we were like, um, ooh, this is really sketch. Oh God, weirdly that one in Ojai. Okay, that was an awesome hike. It was beautiful. I freaking loved that but hike. But the second half was so exposed. And Joe yeah. was not in the right shoes. No. I did not. I thought we were just going out for a little four-mile stroll. So to me, that was not type two fun. That was just pure terror. Like getting <laughs> too close to type three fun. Yeah, fair enough. And it was like we were Our not prepared for this. Little that was one a surprise. is like <laughs> a really, really good hiker. She will tell you she grew up on the trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, more or less, she like has been on trails since she knew before she knew how to walk. But like, <laughs> that's, that's true. She rode with you. Yeah. And, or me, but and has been like walking you. on her own on trails since she could walk, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, I mean, she she's great, but also <laughs> it's terrifying watching your little child that close to an edge that would like end them. So, oh my gosh, it's that is, yeah, that is definitely scary. <laughs> scary, and she was fine, she did great, she's not scared. No, she should be more scared sometimes. <laughs> she has like a healthy it's, amount of fear now. I think. It's true. It's true. Uh, but like our kids are great hikers. And so like I don't usually get that scared about that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, no, as far as like sketchiness, I don't feel like with it, especially with the kids. It's like I've done bee, we've done beehive in Acadia. And honestly, I probably would take the kids on that. I didn't think it was actually as bad as advertised. Um, I mean, it's definitely like exposed. It's exposed, but I felt like there's always things to hold on to. Yeah, they could def- they could handle it, no question. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Whether could I handle could handle watching, watching them, them, do them it? is I another question. <laughs> <laughs> they would be totally fine. But yeah, totally. And and they're such good hikers. Yeah, and it's like that, that's a really fun hike. Um, I mean, yeah. You know, Joe, like you mentioned, is like <laughs> she'll tell you she grew up on the trails, and you know, when she gets to a certain age, she wants to hike the AT with you, mm-hmm. and I think. That's part of it for her is, you know, she told us that's part of it for her is she wants to do it with you. Mm-hmm. Just um, to spend, like, spend the, the unlimited time together. Yeah. And it's getting so, back to so that, awesome. it's like, that's part of it, right? It's, it's putting like, yourself in these unique situations that are like bonding situations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's part of why we love this lifestyle, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's like, when can we solve problems as a family? Mm-hmm. We, we're kind of at our best sometimes when we're like trying to figure something out it doesn't mean there aren't hard parts oh god no it doesn't i mean i think rv life in general and i talked about it in the letter you know is a little bit type two fun heavy it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of foregoing comforts it was my biggest hesitation about getting a camper in the first place was like well number one like is that are those the only trips we're going to do and number yes. two, are we even going to have fun or is it going to be like chores? The kind whole of time? like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out the work is kind of part of the fun. And Weirdly. It, yeah. It really is satisfying. I don't. Huh, it's, it's hard because to it's like, no, it's not like, okay. You know, when you're a kid building a fort or like outside or whatever. Yeah. No. Like, or play, like doing something. That's kind of like your special yeah, thing with you your mm-hmm. friend or your sibling. That's kind of like, you know, a fun little secret clubhouse. Secret clubhouse. Yeah. Exactly. I know what you get now. That's yeah. what 
camping feels like. It's like our family's little secret clubhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I had been feeling like uh, we hadn't like done enough stuff just just the four of us mm-hmm. recently. Like we'd done stuff you and I, and like, and so it was nice to like all go in for breakfast this morning and stuff because it was just like totally. It's that family I love bonding, that, like, and it's just the four of us feeling. And that doesn't I mean, take they need anything lots away of from other like, things too. Like they need lots of other social interaction and spending sort of time with friends and <laughs> really good friends who feel like family. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent. But like, there's something about that, like setting off an adventure with just your family. Yeah, just um, like just us, like special, you know, Schumacher oh, Club oh, clubhouse. Yeah, that's yeah. that makes it super awesome. It does. It does. But I and I think. RV life has a little bit of that, uh, that like, um, people think you're crazy from looking at it from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not wrong. It's not a hundred percent wrong, but I think like a lot of these things, when you try it, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. I get it. I get it. You know, you don't necessarily get it when you're like changing a tire on the side of a highway. Or... <laughs> I don't know. I think though, but like, like, like we were talking about though, that's kind of part of the fun in a weird way. You like, keeping... you get this feeling of like, I fixed it. I, mm-hmm. I figured it out. I solved it. And you do that enough times that like, when something like that does happen, you're very calm about it. You're like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> time yeah. for some type two fun. Time for some type two fun. And it's get the camera out. <laughs> <laughs> document this it's content like when we had to recently back out onto the cassier from a unknown closed road that was no big deal whatsoever. it was not but it was it was actually kind of fun in a very bizarre way like, Ooh, i get to wear this vest that i have that i never get to put on <laughs> we okay so when we were driving our fifth wheel around new england last summer which we had a i love the northeast mm-hmm. like i passionately love the northeast i did not expect i didn't know not know what to expect and being, it's a lot like the northwest being from the northwest it like <laughs> felt very familiar in a lot of ways and i my goodness i loved it but we kept getting our freaking fifth wheel down roads that we shouldn't have been on Only <laughs> trying to get to times. harvest house yeah to the or like um not fitting in a state park um dump station and having to like turn around and stuff yeah enough times that like i took to always wearing an orange t-shirt when we were traveling so that i could like <laughs> be visible when i had to get out and like stop traffic so clay could back the fifth wheel out of somewhere <laughs> and then we remembered we had bought these like orange vests yeah when i was in my big uh like preparation phase for mm-hmm. some of our big trips i bought like foldable cones and orange vests and like flashing lights and things like the flares and stuff like that it's so fun to get your stuff out and use it <laughs> oh my god it kind of is in a weird way it's uh, like like that... I, I had a radio in my hand i had my orange vest on i'm like here we go back out it's like that guy in the leavenworth koa that was like asking his partner for a tool yeah he, he was very loud <laughs> And then, not in a bad way, just like a person with a loud voice. Yeah, and, and everyone can hear site, him in the site next to us. And yeah. then, like four or five people, including me, showed up at his site with that tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, do we have this?" And like, literally, five men from across the campground, like, "Oh yeah," he showed up Ooh, with that tool. And I hand. never, I never thought I was gonna get to use this. <laughs> like, this justifies me carrying this tool around. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And I think 
so this is like a, a weird aside that I was thinking about. You and I were talking about a bit is like there's a lot of risk involved in some of these things that class, classify as type two fun, really. Mm-hmm. Rock climbing, hiking, even long road trips, being on the road a bunch. Like they're riskier endeavors than some people might enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely part of it. Like it's yeah. that adrenaline, right? Yeah. But Super Nintendo games. I oh, yeah, so, so risky. risky. Yeah. yeah, at least on the outdoors yeah, side of the spectrum. Sure. And I think, you know, even like pushing yourself really hard on a run or something like that, like it's a little risky. Yeah. I think part of what is interesting about people who enjoy this stuff is like also a lot of times, not always, they're also like preparers and really good understand, like people who really understand risk very well Mm -hmm. and assess Mm -hmm. risk very well. You'll find a lot of people in professions where they like have to assess risk who do these kinds of things, right? And you it's mean like, like investment professionals and I, engineers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a common thread in a lot of times because it's like a like understanding like risk reward, mm-hmm. um, which I could go into like whole stories of in, in thought processes processes around like how some people are about like car seats and things like that when yeah. it's like you know a minute change in risk but it's, oh, it doubles a risk or something but it's like a doubling of a point zero 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 one risk or something like that and it's, right right it's a little different than like <laughs> tripling or any than like multiplying by 10 or something like that mm-hmm. anyway uh now car seats are great you should use car seats i don't think my kids need to rear face until they're five but do what you feel is right for you uh but <laughs> The point being... Until they're five? How's that even possible? People do it. Joe, honestly, could be rear-facing in some of these car seats that are out now. Yeah. And... Okay. We don't... It's... Regardless. Move on. We're we're old parents as part of it, too. Are we, though? That wasn't a thing with Grace, though, really. Like They just changed... We had had kids young. That's true. They had just changed when Grace was a baby that you maybe should rear-face until they're two. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, optional, and we were like, no. She was so tall. She was so tall. It's like, she's miserable. Don't even. Yeah. But that kind of thing is, like, people want to, like, eliminate all risk from their lives. There's that kind of approach, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think in doing that, and I always talked about this in investments, too, is, like, you try... If you work with people who are so risk averse, they end up backing themselves into risk that they didn't realize they were taking mm-hmm. and being very blind about it. Interesting. And so, and I mean, that's like a very specific like investment thing that I w- was talking about at that point. But like it happens in life too. I think you can try to like l- eliminate like all risk from your life and make sure you and your kids are like completely safe. Mm-hmm. And like not realizing the risk that you might be taking in other areas by doing that. Right. Like around like things like mental health or things like inactivity or activity or or things you don't even know. Right. Like things like everyday things that you don't realize are as risky as they are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, drive freaking trampoline parks. Sure. Like (laughs) there's a lot of things that people be like. Okay. Trampoline parks are fun as hell. Oh, they're great. They're I love trampoline parks. <laughs> way more dangerous than most other things. Yeah, but you can like break a limb, whatever. You probably won't get break your paralyzed. Neck. Yeah. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is that like we all choose risk, but I think like people who do these kinds of things and are wired for this kind of like fun tend to have a really interesting take on risk mm-hmm. and like oftentimes are very safety conscious and very well prepared. Mm-hmm. 
very much understand the risk they're taking and actually don't want to fuck around with it. And in terms of like, they, they're really good about like understanding like what they need to do to make sure they're safe. And then you have people like me that are like, dragon? Yeah, we could probably take it. You mean in d and What? It's a metaphor. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it's like so we who are in we it talk for the about adventure, doing like right? these adventures and stuff, but like we go out like understanding a lot about our setup and having enough truck and making sure our rigs. Let's not be real. Overweight. You're the one who understands all this stuff. Again, I understand it because of you, but like I wouldn't have making sure if it like our rigs not super overweight and making sure we have the safety gear, making sure we have the tools, making sure. That when we hike, we have, you're good about this stuff with hiking, that we have the, you know, headlamps and f- extra food and That's first true. aid kit mm-hmm. and, you know, like taking things seriously and teaching it to our kids and the yes. right footwear and things like that. Like, you know, part of what keeps it type two fun and not, you know, t- quote type three fun mm-hmm. is like not actually being that close to dying, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the number of times, um, a friend of ours who we've known since college. I don't know if he listens to this or not. Uh. But he's a very avid outdoorsman. Uh-huh. Um, Eagle Scout, you know, does tougher hikes than we ever do. Oh, the stories he has about the people he runs into. He'll run into people who are like, yeah, he's like hiking s- Mount Whitney. Yeah. And, and or whatever. they're like, they're in flip flops, and the only thing they brought with them to drink was like a single water bottle, a twenty ounce Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that's like a verbatim story. I'm not even sure that's an exaggeration. <laughs> okay, so maybe like a little bit of planning. I don't like. Don't gatekeep. Please don't. No, gatekeep. no. We don't just need tell education. people it's not for no, them. No, no, just education. No, and he's always helped those people when he runs into them. Of course, <laughs> definitely, but like. Oh my gosh. Like, a little bit of research goes a long way. The this stuff powerful. is real and it is risky. Like, it's super risky. risky. I read a story today. Just it's because really... it's in a national park does not mean you cannot die. Uh, yeah, quite the opposite. I'm, right. Okay, two things. One, I read a story today that's very, very sad um, about people hiking. It was a stepdad and two stepsons hiking in Big Bend mm-hmm. recently, and it was like 119 degrees. Oh no. And two of them died. Oh, yeah, damn. it's terrible. Like you don't. I mean, no one should be on that kind of heat. I don't like, want to hike in 119 body, no matter. Human what. bodies are not meant for that. Ugh. It was like a really exposed hike like that. Yeah, pick something else. Like that's not the right thing for that day. It's so terrible. So so terrible. Yeah, that's awful. And so that like you can die and. Also, don't expect like the national park is always necessarily set up like perfectly for you. I have been reading a book called I'm not done with it yet, so we'll have another book book club <laughs> <laughs> called Engineering Eden, and it's about like the history of the park service and uh, bear attacks and things, and it's mm-hmm. in management of wildlife, and it's super interesting. But yeah, like don't think that you're like super safe, like just step even like stepping outside your car in some of these really traveled places. Even it's it's wild, and like you have to like kind of. That's what I'm talking about too. Is like no, like I I would think like a type two fun kind of thing could be like seeing a bear on your hike, right? 
really cool to see a bear. A little terrifying to see a bear. Yeah. If you, I don't really want to encounter bears. I would prefer hike. not to, but also if it happened, I would probably be pretty happy about it as long as we were like safe. Yeah. And I mean, felt like it big, was like from a different distance. That's a big as long as. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, so I will say, I feel maybe it's false, but I feel safer where we've been in the more remote areas of Canada, even knowing there's a ton of bears around, because I don't think they're as habituated to humans as like around national parks in the US. Okay. And that's way more dangerous. Yeah. Way more dangerous. Mostly the bears will leave humans alone unless they've been fed by humans, which is what we did in our national parks for years and still do. Yeah, that's really not great. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I know people do it accidentally, but like, it was being done on purpose. <laughs> it was. It was. It's a fascinating story. If you read that or like N- Night of the Grizzlies or go listen to um, National Park After Dark, there to partner on Night of the Grizzlies. Super interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, morbid, but interesting. That Night of the Grizzlies happened in Glacier National Park in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, I should read more about it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds really yeah. harrowing. Speaking of books, and okay. speaking of being in the Yukon, and this is a complete tangent. Sure. I realized this week I'm the only one in my family that has read any Jack London books. <laughs> and this is like a Jack London museum here. Yeah. I, I was like, nope. oh, yes, White Fang. No, nope. I mean, I, I know about it. No, Clay hasn't read them. Grace hasn't read them. Mm-mm. I, so sad. I had a real, like, strong wolf phase. <laughs> One might say, never mind. <laughs> you want to go with, you want to say what you're going to say there, Clay? One might say, you still have a strong wolf streak. Are you calling me a bitch? Ah, <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying at all. I was saying you're feral, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> Is that sure. Better? I'm not sure if that's better. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Oh, but anyway. I read those in like sixth and seventh grade. I thought they were great. I loved it. I can't. So this isn't a great topic for the podcast because I literally cannot comment. On I know. It. Whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know anything about it other than there's wolves. Wolves are cool. Okay. And, I, ba- and bears are real. I really want to see some. Bears, are, <gasps> bears real. are real. Okay. Wolves up in the air. Bears well, definitely We have not real. seen wolves yet unless that fox was actually a wolf, which is possible. I think it was a fox. It did not look like a wolf. Okay. Maybe a coyote. Maybe. It was a fox. It, it looks mostly a foxy. Very large fox. Mm-hmm. You know, they're well fed up here. Okay, so we we have no good wildlife to report this week. Okay, so wildlife counts. Wildlife counts. Okay, so we had a friend of the show leave a comment on our last post and gave their current bear count. And so I thought we, we could uh, share that because we we're very excited to hear about that and please share with us your bear counts and other cool wildlife this is from kathy and she said that they spent three days in three days in sequoia and king canyon king's canyon i can't speak today uh the bear count was four they got four and then they're doing yosemite and they're hoping to see more which is where we saw our first bear it's true um yay go go kathy i hope you see lots of bears Please let us know what yeah. you're seeing out there. Yeah. We saw nothing this week. Nothing. 
We had all these like really remote. I think we were driving at the wrong part of the day and it was a little warm. But... Maybe. I don't know. But like the previous week, we saw four bears. Four. Yeah. And still no moose. No moose. A fox. No, we saw a fox this time. Oh, I guess you this saw week. a moose butt, you thought. Yeah, right. I saw a moose butt. But this week we saw a fox. No, the fox was last week. That was last week? Mm hmm. Really? Yeah, we reported on the fox last week. Oh my gosh. We saw nothing this week. We saw You're right. That was just seagulls. barely last week. We saw some seagulls and we saw these <laughs> freaking tiny, obnoxious squirrels that they have here. Yeah, the squirrels are very small. They squirrels, hibernate and more than very loud. half of the year. And the other ha- the other part of the year, they're ridiculously noisy. Oh, we read about these. Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. Arctic squirrels or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're cool. They, they hibernate like seven months. They're super cute. And their body temperature can get below freezing. And they're not afraid. And they of can still be alive. Yeah. What? <laughs> they're weird. They're super weird and mutant squirrels. So like, <laughs> so these squirrels. Yeah. Like. They just you just like hear all of a sudden it cuts through everything. It's just like <laughs> I can't even do the sound. No, it's like a chittering, and it almost sounds like a machine. The first time I heard it, I was like, "What the hell is happening?" That's better. Is that on top of somebody's rig? Like, what is that? Yeah, and it's yeah, because they were in white horse too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I went out and like I we set up our hammock here because of course we're in the woods. Mm-hmm. Right, and I went out and I like, and it's allowed here. Shh, yes. And we use hammock straps. Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah. And I shook the tree detritus out of my hammock, and like as I was doing this, all, all of a sudden I hear like, squirrel was mad at you. And I look up, and one of these little squirrels is like sitting on a branch in this tree that was connected to the hammock, and I guess I must have shaken the tree a little bit, right? And it was looking at me, going like. Hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I swear, the thing was going to like jump down at me. I'm not even It joking. was so mad. It's like, you shook my home. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to mess you up up there. <laughs> I was just. You messed up my house. <laughs> and then it just like went off to another tree. You know, yeah. like whatever. But <laughs> Yeah. It's very angry at you. But yeah, that's all we're seeing. And we're mm-hmm. in this beautiful place. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I don't know. I would have thought we w- would have seen more. Apparently, there's caribou up on top of the world, so maybe we'll see them. Oh, gosh, I can only hope so. That would be sweet. We've seen them at a farm, which was cool. That's true. But it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, there's supposed to be a herd of caribou up there. I can't wait, and I can't wait to tell you all about it, and I can't wait to hear. Oh, so you're so going to tell, tell us what you learned about bears this week or didn't learn? Oh, right. Okay, so... We did talk about bears a lot. I learned this from you. Yes. When we went on our hike in Five Finger Rapids, uh-huh. um, because I got down to the bottom of the stairs with no bear spray, and so we talked about grizzlies a lot. Yes. And you said, and I had no idea this was the case, that a lot of times you can escape from a grizzly by climbing a tree. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, what? Because black bears will climb trees. They are, they live are in well known trees. to climb they trees. Love climbing trees. Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll go climb a tree for fun. <laughs> yeah. Or for type two fun anyway. I'm not sure. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. But I guess grizzlies like I don't know, they're too big or something. Maybe. Or just like 
I don't know, some someday a long time ago, like some grizzly tried to climb a tree and fell and it's like so every grizzly mom is like telling their like little grizzlies like, Oh yeah, you know, cousin Dave broke his back when he fell out of the tree, so you know Don't be like cousin Dave. Yeah. No, he's a he's a real asshole now. Yeah. Yeah, if your dinner goes up a tree, that's not your dinner anymore. <laughs> Squirrels are not worth it anyway. <laughs> I really I really think what hap- would happen if you and I both climbed tr- tried to climb trees to escape a grizzly, it would just be the first one up the tree would be okay. Uh, I think we'd have to get separate trees. <laughs> no, I just mean like even if we had separate trees, like someone's going to get there first. Uh, okay. They're gonna go okay. after somebody still. I don't know, but this, I don't. I don't they're not as can't. good at climbing trees. I, I so it's not. A, it's a myth that they can't climb trees. They just don't really like to. Okay. But it's just not worth it. It's not like worth it. Yeah. If, if yeah. there's like food on the ground or like it's is there's eh, I'll find something else. I don't feel like doing that. So I think it's, it's just because they're so big. Yeah. So just carry carry bear spray. Bear spray is good. Yeah. yeah. You should have bear spray when you're in this. And if part you of don't, the world. Just carry, um, I don't know, what? I don't know. The guy in uh, the Border Patrol told us to get a gun. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess if that's your thing, it's not really our thing. But <laughs> I don't care. I might shoot a bear if I thought I was going to die otherwise. Fair enough. I like, mean, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's just but also, I'm, not like, we... I'm not like packing, you know? No, God, no. <laughs> I've never touched a gun. I have no intention of it. It's... I'm more likely to die if I have a gun. But anyway, uh, like that's that's a risk assessment why, in and of itself. <laughs> why are bears so cute though? Oh like, my gosh! How can they? How can grizzlies be the cutest <laughs> thing in the world and also so dangerous? Yeah, it doesn't seem right. They're like it really doesn't. They just look so cuddly. It's kind of like um, orcas. Oh God! Oh God! What's going on with the orcas right now? Right? It's insane. It's like that reel I saw the other day. With like the the guy was like, maybe the ocean's just telling us all to stay the fuck away right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, so yeah. this last segment is where we review your feedback. Yes, read your feedback for yes. us, and, and tell you where you can leave your feedback or talk to us. Also, talk about reels we saw. Apparently. So if you don't want to it's hear about reels, we're a little loosey goosey tonight. <laughs> it's just like I had half of this beer and I'm like Oh my gosh, it's a really good beer. Loose. Uh no, we're having a fun time. It's been it's been really good. It, the sun won't set until one AM, so Oh my gosh. It's so weird and amazing up here. I love it. It's really cool. I I really do like it a lot. It's great. Like so far the further north is like the cooler it is. I don't know. Uh, I see what you did there. Well, it's not actually cool out. It was like 75 degrees and sunny today, but... That's, I mean, compared to a lot nice. of places right now, that is cool. <laughs> it is very nice. Mm-hmm. The sun's kind of hot, though. Um, it tends to be that way. I just feel like it's like hotter up here. I don't know. Hmm. I wonder if there's any science to that. Probably not. There's no science to type 2 fun, you told me. So, you know, there's no science to most of what I said. I mean, who knows? Does right. there have to be science to it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, yes. Regardless, the Earth is round. At least we've established that. Uh, we figured that out. Yeah, figured that out. We've proved we've proved that to ourselves. And bears are real. Bears are real. But <laughs> you want to tell us about your type two fun adventures? Yes, and your bear count. There are lots of different ways to tell us. Yes, you can find us on the Substack at lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. You can leave comments there on the podcast or on any of the letters. You can read the prior letters and you can sign up to get letters in your inbox twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. 
You can also find us on Letters from the Road Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. And we are LFTR Pod on Twitter. And you can email us directly at Letters from the Road Pod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We do. No it matter how you want to. Super, super happy. Tell us. Yeah. We love. And oh, also, also. Uh, leave us a review if you can wherever you listen to this because that helps us out too. We want to make this a thing and um, that helps. Leave good reviews. Don't, yeah. don't leave the bad ones. Although it is kind of fun <laughs> yeah. to read them. <laughs> it's really fun. But do, yeah, leave us, leave us Wait, a five I say this review. like we have a bunch of bad reviews. We have wanna, like one bad review ever, but anyway. Yeah, well, we don't have that many reviews. But if you well, so there would leave us a review and or share with your friends who you think might enjoy our little coffee not coffee i guess uh cocktail chats oh campfire chats cocktail chat cocktail campfire chats, chat all yeah. of the above the cozy vibe and uh funny stories um from our travels yeah i mean like we love spending our sundays this way yeah. we love doing this we love doing it with you and so the more people who help us out there the more we can keep doing it this way yeah awesome so, until next time we'll uh, see you down the road bye